I'm Rick Katchke, and this is the Catered Quiz. Today's contestant, from Los Angeles, California, a comedian and actor who's been in HBO's Euphoria, stars is Party Down, and this very episode of the Catered Quiz, it's Tom Clark. Now, here is the Catered Quiz. Here we have it, another episode. Welcome to the Catered Quiz. Today, we are joined by Tom Clark. Tom, thank you so much for being on the Catered Quiz. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Uh, Tom, you've been somebody who I've appreciated your comedy for years. Uh, I was just looking at your IMDb, and um, are you aware (laughs) that on your IMDb, you are credited as the voice of Blade in the video game Blade <laughs> 2. I know. There's a there's a guy in Georgia who's very upset with me. And uh, his name is Tom Clark. And we, we both have credits that have been intermingled in each other's IMDb. And we've told IMDb and they're like, nope, this is, this is what you have. You are the voice of Blade. So in all your years of touring, you know, when they put together the 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 promo for you and they've got you you know conan late friday all the shows you've been on has has there ever been a little icon for blade (laughs) 2 the video game blade 2 no i have had people though like legitimate offers of like because the other one that's on there is something from adult swim um for uh what what is the one with the french fries and Uh, aqua teen hunger force yeah the voice of frankenstein that was another one which is just uh, uh, like that's the voice and i don't know why i don't just say like yeah i could do that you know just talking to you now if i close my eyes i just hear wesley snipes that you have just <laughs> that unmistakable mimicry of wesley snipes a perfect gig i didn't even think of that aspect as <laughs> well tom you are here on the catered quiz and how the show works is I ask you, hey, Tom, what do you want to be quizzed about? And you pick the topics, Beastie Boys and the Green Bay Packers. So I've created a quiz, and you're not just playing for points today, Tom. You are playing for money because every point is worth a penny. And so this is a potentially lunch-changing amount of money that is on the line here. And you're not just playing for this game, too. You are also playing to potentially come back at the end of the year for our tournament of high scores, where instead of the points being worth a penny, points are worth 10 cents each. So there's both a short-term potential to win money and a long-term potential too. And there's 1 million questions, right? That's right. (laughs) So Tom, um, the way it's going to work is there will be two rounds. We'll ask questions each round. Then we're going to take a quick break. Come back, and we've got two final questions. The first is called the doubler, where it's a risk-free chance to double your score. So if you're at 100 points, you get it right, you get 200 points. You get it wrong, you're still at 100 points. And then the final question is called the required risk, where you must risk at least one point. There's There's no wagering zero on the required risk. You have to risk something. Does that make sense? I got it. I got it. So... Topics you picked were Beastie Boys, Green Bay Packers, 
balls in your court, which topic would you like to be quizzed about first? Um, let's start with the Beastie Boys. All right, the Beastie Boys. So before we get to the quiz, uh, what was the appeal of the Beastie Boys? How long have you been a fan? I probably started in '89 uh, and in high school as probably like the first group I discovered, like on my own, and just was fascinated by them. I used to go to like Walden books and like read all their, uh, uh, their bios and what, you know, try to find information. So, um, so yeah, I loved, I was fascinated. I went 99. I went to the uh, revolving uh, stage tour for, uh, I think that was the check your head tour. It might've been intergalactic, but anyways, it was, yeah, they're amazing. So, Favorite song, I guess I, I love when they started playing instruments with Sabotage is one of my favorites. Um, it's funny because, you know, with me, I always associate Beastie Boys with comedy sports because there was the Beastie rap game. And <laughs> a lot of times there would be Beastie Boys like safe for comedy sports songs playing before shows. And uh, I just remember the first time I saw you was I'd, I'd heard of you. And because you had done, you know, Young Comedians or the Aspen Comedy Festival. And I was in Comedy Sports High School League and I went and I saw a Comedy Sports Milwaukee show and you were in it. And I was like, oh, my God, Tom Clark <laughs> came back for this show. Like you were probably coming back for Christmas to see your family. But right. like I couldn't believe that you were there that night. Right. That's so funny. You know, you know, how I ran into in. I did something for Wisconsin Public Radio. This was probably like 96 or 97. But uh, this kid, Gareth Reynolds, who's yeah. on the dollop, and he was in high school league. And I remember hanging out with him. He was probably 15 or 16 at the time and, and just hanging out with him. And then like 10 years later, coming going to Iowa West, and I was we were doing shows there, and he came up to me. He's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Gareth. It's so funny the high school league how how much people blow up from that and and to see the growth of people. Uh, I still coach here in LA and I, I've worked with like Jessica Williams and uh, Kimia Bapurnia. Like there are just so many amazing people that come out of the high school league. Obviously Dan Harmon, that's where he started. Yeah, I don't know if you remember at the old comedy sports there was uh, a big printout of the time like Robin Williams dropped in. Right, like, right. I think like late 80s or early 90s. And so for me, the time that I went and Tom Clark was there, that was my Robin Williams <laughs> dropping in at comedy sports. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like scrounging for gigs. Can I get 30 bucks <laughs> for uh, comedy sports, please? All right, Tom. So now we've established your love of the Beastie Boys. Let's dive in to question number one for 10 points, 10 cents on the line here. What was the first single by the Beastie Boys released in 1983 on Rat Cage Records? Rat Cage Records. The first, in 83? In 1983. So they had a punk album, album in 82. And in 83, uh, I'm going to say it's, uh, boy, I'm guessing, Rock Hard. Oh, no, it's Cookie Puss. Cookie, Cookie Puss. Puss. Oh, I... I Specifically ordered that album. And uh, all right. But question number one also has a bonus question, too. So Cookie Puss is an ice cream cake available at what ice cream shop, Tom? Carvel's. 
That is correct. You got Carvel for 10 points. Oh. So you're on the board. You're on the board, right? All right. Okay, Tom. Question number two. On the cover for Paul's Boutique, what is the name of the shop selling athletic clothing? Oof. The shop selling so so not Paul's boutique. Not Paul's boutique, but right in the middle, there's a oh another God. shop name. Boy, I, I have not studied that album. I, I've called Paul's boutique though in college. I, I would call Paul's boutique at like three in the morning and they would answer, Is is Adam Horovitz there? Like there's because <laughs> they put the number on the album. I think that's the number. Uh, The athletic store is called uh, uh, Paul's Jockstraps. It's Lee's Sportswear is Uh. the name. All right. Question number three is a this or that. So you got a 50-50 shot at getting this right for 30 points. Who is older, Mike D or Ad-Rock? Who was born first? Mike D or Ad-Rock. I think I know Adam Adam Yauk is the oldest. He's like he was like five years older. I want to say Ad-Rock is like a year older than Mike D. I think Mike D is the youngest. But I've been wrong for everything so far. Um, but I'm gonna You got Carvel. Don't <laughs> knock yourself. You, got Carv- you knew Carvel right away. I did. Um Mike D. I'm trying to remember any of the rhymes where they mention age. Mike D. I know Ad Rock was born October 31st. Um, I think Mike D is the youngest. You had a 50 50 shot. Unfortunately, Mike D was born in 1965. Ad Rock was born in 1966, which oh. makes Mike D older. Yeah, that's how it works. All right. Moving on, question number four. So question number three was a 50-50 shot. Question number four has two answers. So each one is worth 20 points. If you get one of them right, you get 20 points. If you get both, you get 40. If you don't get either, you get zero points. Think about the song Intergalactic. Mm -hmm. You might have gone to this tour if that was the one in the round. We're not exactly sure. (laughs) What two bodies of water are referenced in Intergalactic? Oh my gosh. Boy, boy, these are tough ones. Uh two bodies of water. Uh one I'm gonna say is the Nile River. You've got 20 points. In the same lyric, he references from the blank to the Nile. Yeah. So there's another option to exile. Intergalactic. Um I know Uranus is mentioned. Um, coming from Uranus. Still not a body of water, but yes, Uranus. <laughs> Uranus is mentioned. <laughs> um, oh, man. All right. Nile. Will it have to rhyme with Nile? Nile. It doesn't have. No, it does. It's, it's part of the from the blank to the Nile. And Ooh. I'll even give you this it's another river. Okay. That's that's how generous I am. Again, we after conferring with the judges here for an hour, we river. come back and I can say that it's another river. Since you already have established, you know that Nile River is one of them. Yeah. It's not the Mississippi. 
Um, We're going to narrow down every river that it's not. Let me go through all my river knowledge. Um, Nile, down the Nile, pile, 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 pile. Um, I love, I love, I'm just rhyming Nile and I love it doesn't have to rhyme. <laughs> After me saying it doesn't rhyme with right, Nile. Right. I'm still, like, but let me, let me just tell me a check. <laughs> Um, river now going from your enemy check the fastest out of his wilds, get you off into exile. Um, boy, I don't even know any other rivers, I can't even think of any. Um, uh, I'll say the Missouri River. No, it's Sully Sullenberg's favorite, the Hudson River. Oh, okay, okay, I should have thought. Neat. You got the Nile, so that's 20 points right there. Here's the final question for this round. For 50 points, Tom. In the Beastie Boys song, Here's a Little Something for You, what member of the Bad Boy Pistons is referenced? I feel like their Rick Mahorn would be mentioned. But Bad Boy Pistons, Bill Lambeer, that Kelly Trapuca, uh, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, would they mention? But I feel like they go obscure. And I feel like Bill Ambeer, but I feel like they'd go Rick Mahorn. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Hawthorne Wingo, they do mention in one of their earlier songs. My favorite New York Nick with Hot was Hawthorne Wingo. Um <laughs> That doesn't answer this question. All right, I'm just You're kidding. establishing, though, that you know Beastie Boy. If if I had asked other questions, <laughs> you would have known those answers. Right. That's that's what happens in this game. Yes, I, I can <laughs> reference other basketball players. Um, all right, I'm going to say the Bad Boy Pistons. All right, I'm just going to say Rick Mahorn. It was not Rick Mahorn. It's actually a name that you have not referenced yet. It was like I feel like he's the next guy on the depth chart when you refer when you think of Bad Boy Pistons. It was John Sally. Oh, John Sally. Okay, I forgot. I wouldn't have thought of him. I don't feel bad. <laughs> Moving on to the Green Bay Packers, Tom. Uh, are you a lifelong Green Bay Packers fan? I, I, I was a, a Packer fan when it was embarrassing to be a Packer fan. Like the probably like 79 is when I became like aware of like watching them every week and it affecting my life when they lost, which was a lot. Um, so a 79 is kind of where I, I took off and those were brutal years. And does that that pain still carry through to this day every time they lose? No, because I, 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 people who get upset with how the Packers are now, it's like you do not understand the years 1979 to 1989 being a Packer fan. And, and like the, the big turnaround was that win against the Bears on the instant replay. That was the, I remember in college sitting, it was at St. Norbert College, and I remember seeing that game and winning and it was Chicago and green and Wisconsin fans. And when we won that, that felt like the turning point for the Packers. So, um, but yeah, I lived through some brutal years. Yeah. As a Wisconsin sports fan, 
I've seen the Packers win a championship. I've seen the Bucks win a championship, which I I never ever thought I'd see that. <laughs> and now it's like if the Brewers can just win one in the next twenty years, I'll be happy. That's I just that way I will have seen one of each, and I won't get too upset. I mean, I still get mad about certain things, but uh, clock management specifically. But that is where I'm at as a Packers fan. That's true. That yeah, I I think even like Badgers, same thing. It's like we all lived. If you went through the '80s as a sports fan in Wisconsin, and you don't appreciate how good everything is now, you're you're a fool because uh, it, it, there were some real. Those were some brutal years. All right, Tom. Let's dive in to question number one. Nineteen ninety four was the last year that the Packers played home games at this venue. Milwaukee County Stadium. Yep. Much easier than Cookie Puss, right? <laughs> right by my house. I, I, those were, I used to park cars in my driveway uh, to make extra money during those Packer games. For the bonus for question number one, the final County Stadium game was a victory over what team? Oh, I think this was Brett Favre's debut, and this is when he beat the Bengals. I'm pretty sure all that coincided uh, as their last game. So I'm going to say the Bengals. It was not the Bengals, <laughs> but it was Brett Favre's previous team. It was the Atlanta Falcons that they won against in the final game, 1994, at County Stadium. Uh, take your word for it. <laughs> That's what people should do on Jeopardy. <laughs> Just say that to Alex Trebek. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I doubt it. But Question number two. In 2013, this quarterback had one start for the Green Bay Packers, and it was his final start in the NFL. 2013. Yep, Rodgers got hurt. And this quarterback came in, he relieved him in one game, started another, and got hurt in that game. And that ended up being his final NFL start. Wow. I remember a lot of quarterbacks, TJ Rubley, but that was under the Favre era. There was obviously, uh, boy, oh boy, who was Matt Flynn, but he, he, he had actually a pretty... Pretty long career, but he had played one game in 2013. Man, oh man, I'm, I'm dying on these questions here. Um, boy, oh boy, 2013. Let's see, that would be as right before they blew it against Seattle. He got hurt. Player came in, uh, played one game, and then was out of the league. Can I ask it? Did he have a, a a decent career before that, or was that it? That he was... had started. He had started elsewhere before, kind of a journeyman. Okay. Uh oh, man. Uh, I was gonna say Rick Meyer, but that's very old. Just to show off my knowledge of Packers, I'm gonna say Blair Keel. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was not the return of Blair Keel for one game. It was Seneca Wallace. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. Very forgettable Packers career, but 
still, he's a starting quarterback in the history of our team, Tom. All right. Question number three. Uh, it's a this or that. 50-50 shot. So in the Super Bowl 31 season, Antonio Freeman had the most receiving yards on the team. But who was number two in terms of receiving yards? Was it Don Beebe or Keith Jackson? Hmm. Again, we're talking about receiving yards. Yeah, Don Beebe got very lucky after losing the Super Bowl all those years. But I also remember Keith Jackson didn't come in right away. He didn't come into the on the team. Reggie White had to convince him, but I don't remember if that was the year before or that year. But Keith Jackson, he had Chamora and Jackson and BB. And then BB wasn't really didn't get a ton of passes because he had Robert Brooks. I'm gonna say Keith Jackson. If the question had been who had the most receptions, Keith Jackson had more receptions, but in terms of receiving yards, it was Don Beebe. He had that amazing Monday night game against the 49ers, uh, which he's written a book and a whole chapter is about that one game. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh so it was Don Beebe, one of my favorite players. Oh, yeah, and thrilled that he did get a ring with us. Yeah. So now, question four, there's two answers here. Super Bowl 31 when the Packers won and Super Bowl 45 when the Packers won. Who were the leading rushers for the Packers in those games? So hmm. one from Super Bowl 31 and one from Super Bowl 45. I mean, it had to be Dorsey. I went to the championship game against Carolina in 95, and Dorsey Levins had an amazing game. So I would say Dorsey Levins for 95. You've locked in. Yes, you've got Dorsey Levins. That's 20 points right there. Yes. And then I would say, I know James Starks came in for the Packers in the Super Bowl. I don't think Rodgers ran for a ton of yards. And uh, I'm going to say James Starks. You got it, Tom. Yes. Dorsey Levins and James Starks. I've, I, For me, I feel like James Starks, people forget how he came in kind of at the end of the year. He'd been hurt. Uh-huh. And then there were so many injuries that the Packers had that he just came in and was great. He was more than serviceable for the Packers. Oh, my. That, that whole run of – because, I mean, that was such a fluky year. of Fluke. We just, I didn't think anything would happen. And then it just all came together in those last like 10 games, the including the playoffs. We just all came together. And then look at that game against the Bears. Like we wouldn't have won that if BJ Raji didn't intercept that pass. Right. Rodgers didn't tackle Erlocker on his way to the end zone. Like, yeah, that, that Bears almost made it. Like that, if you're a Bears fan, you should just cry because that that was your year. It's very funny because there were multiple seasons right after that where the Packers were so dominant during the regular season, the clear number one seed, clear favorite, and nothing came of those years. But like the year that everybody was hurt, all the chips were down, Mm -hmm. that that was the year that they won. Such a fluke. Yeah. Question number five. Prior to 2022, The Packers were the only NFL team that hadn't played in London. But that changed in 2022 as the Packers played against the Giants in London at what stadium? Oh, my God. 
the stadium that pops in my head is, this is where they had the live live aid which is Wembley Stadium but I, I don't know if that's it and I I can't really remember any other stadium so I'm just going to say Wembley Wembley is the first stadium that comes to mind but it was not Wembley it was and it's a, a word that's written one way but it's pronounced another so I see it as Tottenham but it's Tottenham, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was where they played against the Giants. I see. Well, I had a lot of Randy Wright-based answers uh, prepared. So, <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back for the final two questions. Hey, it's Rick Hatchke here at the Catered Quiz as we are setting up for the doubler and required risk, just wanted to take a moment to say Tom has two shows this week in Wisconsin. One in Marshfield, one in Wisconsin Dells. Go to TomClark.com to get tickets. And if you aren't able to see him perform his newest material live, you can watch his special, Tom Clark Live from North Hollywood, which is available for free on YouTube. But if you are ever able to see him live, I have to insist you do it because he is one of the best crowd work comedians there is. All right, we're all set for the final two questions. Here it is. Let's go back to the catered quiz with Tom Clark. All right, we are back with Tom Clark. And uh, Tom, I don't know if you recall at the top, I explained you have two final questions. The first is called the doubler. So it's a chance to double your score. No risk whatsoever. It's up to you. Would you like that to be for the Beastie Boys or for the Green Bay Packers? Because the final question, you have to wager at least one point. Right. Uh, I'm going to go Packers. Okay. So to double your score from 90 points to 180. Prior to Devontae Adams, who had been the last Packers player to wear number 17 in a season. Now, I'm not talking, you know, there might have been 17s during training camp or the preseason, but it had been 17 years before Devontae Adams started wearing 17. That was the last time a Packers player wore 17. Who was it? This is in my head. Don Bracken, the punter. You got the position right. It was (laughs) Craig Hendrick. I wanted to show some respect to the punter. I just, I, I gave respect to the wrong one in this case. Sorry, Tom. It was Craig Hendrick. Can we confirm that Don Bracken wore number 17, though? Let me let me bring up Don Bracken. <laughs> I, I have an image right here of Don Bracken wearing 17. So kudos to you for getting a prior 17. I was specifically looking for the most recent 17 before Devontae Adams. So my apologies. What year was Don Bracken? Was he like the 80s? He was like late 80s, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm seeing 1988, a Don Bracken tops card from 1988, in case you're looking for some last-minute gifts for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it is on Amazon. Right. All right, so. Oh, I'm, I'm dying here. One final question. It is the required risk. What would you like to do? I'm you have to wager in. at least one point. All, all in, in, 90 points on the line. You're either going to walk away with $1.80 or nothing whatsoever. What is the name of the concert film that was filmed by Beastie Boy fans at Madison Square Garden? 
I feel like there's a swear word in it, but maybe you don't want a swear word because you're... No, I will give you the... There is a swear word in it. You are on the right track. I shot that shit. It's it's something. Shit I shot. Sure shot. Shit. Sure shot shit. Um, this should just be a montage of me saying shit. Shit. <laughs> um... I swear I shot that shit. I don't know. Uh, shit, I shot, shoot, shot, shit, shot, shoot, shot. Um, I don't know. I, I, sh- shit, I shot that shit special shot. Very close. Surprisingly close. It was awesome. I fucking shot that. Oh, all right. Or awesome, I shot that as the... The title, like when I worked at Blockbuster, I think like fucking was like covered over with a sticker. All right. Yeah. I, I... <clears throat> man, oh, man. I, I, I feel like I know nothing about either of these things. <laughs> well, Tom, I'm sorry for the psychological damage that I've inflicted <laughs> upon you. But thank you for joining me on the Catered Quiz. And no, no points for Don Bracken. Just knowing Don Bracken. Everyone knows Craig Hendrick, but Don Brat Honey. All right, so after today's program, our top three for the tournament of high scores remains the same. Police Bartell at 510, Joe Pickett at 501, and hanging on for now, Joe McAdam with one point. If you enjoy the catered quiz, tell your friends about it. Subscribe to the show, leave reviews. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Catered Quiz. More episodes to come. We'll see you next week.